Welcome to the Draft and Stash, your one-stop shop for NBA news, free agency, draft, and everything in between. So sit back, relax, because it's time to start the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Draft and Stash. Uh, I have a, like a joining guest today. Chip uh, Williams is here. What's up, dude? What's going on, What's man? Up? Excited to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Best I'm, time of the year. It is. You know, we 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 like always seem to say that for like the last you know four or five years, dude. Like, uh, I I don't think anybody understands how much that, that I I just enjoy the draft. I enjoy the entire process. Um, it's the only time where all thirty teams have hope. You know, and there, there's this, you know, really potential prize that like you know, maybe, you know, a Chet Holgram, a, a, a Zion or something, you know, can, can come in and change around your entire franchise and you can all of a sudden be like, you know, just relevant again. So, I mean, it, it, it happened with the Grizzlies, you know, uh, you know, three years ago when we moved up and got John Morant. And I'm pretty sure a lot of teams are hoping for the same. Uh, on today's episode, we will be getting into um, the Grizzlies' potential picks at uh, pick 22, 29, and 47. And then we're going to get into who we would prefer them to take. Um, there might be a few names that you guys know. Uh, I just went over on the last episode uh, people that have been brought in. And I think Chip and I, I, it's something that I had said on that show, but Chip wasn't here for that, is everybody that they've brought in, I think is obvious need like i keep hearing that they're going to draft a big or a guard and i'm like that's it just it makes no sense to take a backup it make it makes no sense to waste a pick on a guy who who projects to be like a 10-year backup you know so i, I like no to me it's all about trying to find more wings um trying to match this new like evolution of of the game and where it's going uh what's your take chip yeah i've one thing you'll never hear me advocate for is drafting for need in any way. Um, it just, you could, it's a slippery slope to go down, right? Um, you end up taking a guy because he fits your current roster now a little bit better over a guy you may have higher on your board. There's just no guarantee that the guy who's behind will ever be as good as the guy you have hired. So you should always take the best player available. You should always take the one you have the most conviction out because think about it too when this guy is going to be really contributing, who knows what your roster is going to look like, yeah. right? If you, if you start drafting for one and two year windows, you know, it's, it's just the wrong philosophy that I disagree with. So you talk about like the big, the backup point guard. I, it's not really what I'm interested in using a first round pick on. That's why free agency exists. To, I agree. To fill your needs. And like, you know, not only that, but I keep hearing that like folks are like, Oh, like Tyus Jones is going to walk and the Grizzlies can't afford it. It's like, Robert Para has already stated he'll pay whatever he needs to pay as yeah. long as Zach Kleiman comes to him and tells him, you know, we, you know, these are the exact pieces needed to take that, you know, that like final step, you know, and it's like it's not, he hasn't shown anything that would make you think otherwise. It's not like he hasn't paid somebody and then, you know, they walk, you know, he's not, you know, the, the the Suns GM or the Bulls GM or something or whatever, you know, I mean, there's a lot of teams who have, you know, in, in the past, you know, Heisley was, you know, cheap. But but like Impera has not shown that, and especially now that I think when he started he was like barely a billionaire, and now he's got like fifteen billion or something. So like you know he he's moved up to I think top top six in the entire world in terms of like sports owners and stuff or whatever. So like you know his company COVID helped helped him out crazy or whatever. And so so now you know he's got money to he's just got he's got that that you know money now or whatever. Um, so I, I would be shocked if they you know if it was me I would throw Tyus maybe. 
a two-year deal with a player option at like 30 million or something. And, and that way, you know, you know, he could come in and then, it, and then if, if he wanted to stay again, you know, he could, if we're on the cusp of a championship or something, and then he would have the option, you know, but I, I, I totally think a team like Boston, a team like Houston, is going to throw him like 18 million or something a year. Um, and, and, you know, he's worth it. You know, he, he's really worked his ass off. I don't know why the damn Timberwolves let him go. Just so, so insane to me or whatever. Uh, so I, I would love to bring him back. I, I don't know if he will though. What's your uh, current feeling on it? Yeah, I don't know if Tice will be back or not. I do think the Grizzlies could potentially extract some value out of his departure, though. A sign-and-trade would make some sense. Yeah. Um, there's If you go through it, though, you know, there's not a ton of teams with a ton of cap space that necessarily would That's need Tyus Jones, right? So a sign-and-trade may be the best way for him to get to a team that actually wants him, and the Grizzlies get a little bit of value out of that, right? So I'd love to have him back, but... I completely understand if a team offers him starting yeah. point guard job and he wants to take that. Quick, you know? quick uh, trade idea. Would if, if Tyus is going to leave, um, would you deal him for like a Malik Monk or something, or or is that is that too low? You think? Um, I think Malik is a free agent this he year. He is. Right? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So 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 like if maybe but maybe like you know Monk wanted out double sign. Yeah, you know just, just something that like you know because the, the Grizzlies need more help on the wing with size. Um, I think he would be a godsend for for, for the, like, the, the the Lakers. They could get yeah. Russ off the damn ball or whatever. But um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it's really tricky. I, I wish free agency happened first and then the draft. I hate that that it happens backwards. That that's one of the only things with the like NFL that, that that I like is that they can go do free agency, sign everybody, and then once that's done, come back in the draft and then like you know, like try like you know you know. It, get the exact guys elsewhere and stuff, I guess, or whatever. That's um, interesting. So moving on, um, we're going to get into, I'm, I'm going to throw up a, a mock draft. So if, if this goes on YouTube, people we will be able to see the mock draft. Uh, we're going to go over some picks um, that we think that might fall to the Grizzlies and guys that we think could be targeted in that range. Um, who is your first guy for uh, pick 22 that you think will be in that range? You know, it's so tough um, projecting exactly who's going to be in that range. There's a group of guys from like pick 15 through pick 40-ish, 35-40, that are kind of interchangeable, right, depending on what mock draft you're looking at. Yeah. Like, um, like, will Malachi Branham, does he have any shot of falling to 22? I'm, Maybe man. not. Yeah. But he's he's kind of in the upper tier of that group. Yeah. Even Tari Eason is probably the guy I would say is very near the top of my semi realistic wish list for twenty. It's, it's just it's weird to think that Tari, you know, is falling in these drafts. Um and, and, and he's a guy that actually came in and, and worked out for the Grizzlies, which I was yeah, I was so flabbergasted. I was like I was like, why would he keep coming here? And so the only reason why I could think of him coming in is for one, his agent kind of went to floor. Or the Grizzlies are looking to maybe package and move up, and he's a guy very high on their board. And uh, I, I think both of us agree that he would fit in here very well. You know, he's six foot eight, a huge wingspan, great motor. He can run the floor. Um, he's really good around the rim. 
he's a pretty good uh, playmaker for a person of his size, and he can guard one through five. Like, like you know, I mean, imagine him, Brandon Clark, and Jaron playing together. It would just be nuts out there, <laughs> you know. So, yeah, uh, his his offense is his one you know real knack. But you know, the fact that he came off the bench and scored over sixteen a game without a real like package on, on offense, besides just being like you know really fast and quick. Um, it's kind of really, really cool. Uh, you know, it's one of the things where if he figures out where he can just get like, like an okay jump shot, um, he he could be a steal here. Um, but you know, that's always the the like you know, the crapshoot and everything here. No, for sure. Um, Tari's a guy that I targeted very early on. That I would suspect the Grizzlies at least. I mean, we know they brought him in for a workout, right? So I I knew that they'd have at least some interest. You can just tell they, you know they kind of went a little off script from what they had been doing with Zaire and Santi Aldama last year, Aldama to a lesser degree, but uh, certainly Zaire, right? Not as productive as the guys they picked the last couple of years. Uh, But Tari is right back to that mold, right? I mean, he's a huge steel block guy, big time. uh, The the analytics love him, especially on the defensive end. Um, And you've got a great base to work with, right? Like if you've just got a guy who can defend, who's six foot eight, has long arms, has a motor that runs, and you need to work on his dribbling, you need to work on his passing, probably work on his jump shot. Like, all that stuff is great if a prospect comes in having it, but you can refine some of those skills, right? You can't necessarily refine defensive instincts and basketball IQ and just overall understanding. You can help it, right? But the, the really tangible skills, the dribble pass shoot stuff, you, that can start to improve along the way. I mean, look at, I, I hate to do this because this is one of the all-time great development stories, but like Kawhi Leonard, right? Yeah. Like If you looked at him when he came in the league to what he was three, four years down the road, it's a totally different player. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, that's what Tari will be, but you do have examples of that, right? Would you mock um, comparison-wise Tari closer to uh, – Mikel Bridges or uh, like Jeremy Grant? Probably a little closer to Jeremy Grant. Okay. Maybe like one of the guys that when I look at him, I kind of see a little OG Ananobi. Okay. Um, who's really come on the last couple of years. It was pretty raw when he came into the yeah. league as well. Similar measurables. Um, Jeremy Grant makes a little sense. Um, man. But I think that, yeah, some sort of OG – yeah, like Grant. a bigger OG. I can see a little Bridges too as well. So. I mean, like OJ's uh, OJ <laughs> OJ's shot is has really come along though. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like you know he, he he would be nowhere near um, as valuable as he is if his jump shot you know had stayed bad. Um, but you know that, that it's one of those those tangibles. You know, I mean, to be honest with you, you know, I know you're not his biggest fan, but he's kind of six eight Anthony Melton, to be totally honest with you. Um, <laughs> You're going to say you know, Melton like, like 100 times this episode. It's like another Melton, no, I mean, you know. He's just this huge steel block defensive creator, right, who causes havoc on that end. And his offense has a ways to go, right? Like, it's not nothing. We're not working from zero here. But yeah. it does have a ways to go to catch up on the other end. How do you feel about uh, Usman uh, Yang? Like, like, I've seen him go between 10 to, like, 25. Uh, I just, I don't think he'll be there. I really yeah. don't. I, it seems like he's getting like top twelve, sometimes even like yeah. seven, eight, nine buzz. Um, I'm, I don't know. He's kind of like not, Nicholas Batumish. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm not that into it. If I'm being honest with you, like I've, I've watched his. His packages. I've watched his interview with Schmidt, and uh, and I don't particularly like his attitude. 
he's a little, you know, like, you know, too cool, uh, you know, feeling and stuff, which is also why I didn't like uh, Chris Duarte. But like, uh, I don't know, he just, he seems just okay, like a bunch of stuff, but but he's really big. So people are like, oh, you know, if he, if he can, because he's so tall, it amplifies everything that like he's kind of okay at. Um, I, I just don't buy it. Um, I, I'm not super into him. Uh, what about like, he's he, yeah, I'm sorry, go well, ahead. He, He's certainly tall, right? He but is. He's not strong. Yeah. He's not overly athletic. He's he's smoother, right? He's truly like a Nick Batum type athlete. Uh, maybe even not even quite as good as that. I, he's not someone that I was very into throughout this whole process. Um, I'm surprised he's he's gotten the the top fifteen buzz. I am has, too. I am too. I have I didn't spend a ton of time on him just because I just don't think he's going to get anywhere close to twenty two. Um, I really like Jalen Williams, uh, and I know that that's a person that uh, you would text me. I think after the combine had ended, and like I, I had heard his name a couple times, and you were saying that like you know that the combine really helped him out, and apparently it really really helped him out because I've seen him go yeah. as high as like sixteen in these mocks, and I, I think it's one of those one of those. Those times when, when people that aren't really paying attention enough uh, just begin to like hear a name and then just start like pushing it up. Um, I I don't think he goes that high, but he has a lot of skill that I think the Grizzlies could really use. You know, he's got really great. You know, like you know his his length and his his uh, his height. He plays defense. He's an older player. Um, he could play on the wing at, at the two, the three, maybe the four. He's almost like a Kyle Anderson with a little bit more, you know, playmaking, like in shot, uh, which we could definitely use. Um, do you think he's going to get overdrafted, and that's going to give him more of like a bust type of, you know, like label, or, or do you think he he just he's very solid and ends up just being good? No, I I'm very into Jalen Williams. Um, this is another guy that I think's probably not going to make it to 22. Like I don't the Grizz either. are going to yeah. have to get into the teens, yeah. yeah, if they want to take him. Um, no, I, I think he's a real player. I really do. Um, watching those Santa Clara games was honestly a lot of fun. Yeah. They, they just kind of let him run the show. And he was very aggressive scoring the ball, which obviously in those smaller schools is what you want your best player to do. Yeah. But I, I often found that he had the good balance between like the right time to get his teammates involved, the right time to take over. Like, and he's just he's a big body dude. I think he's got like a seven two. He does. Span. Yeah. Um, he's like he in two fifteen or something. Yeah. Yeah, he's a big freaking dude. Yeah. You know. Um, so I, I think he's going to play in this league for a long time and be like a really, really solid wing um, for a long time. Yeah, um, like I, I watched his entire like interview twice with uh, Schmitz, and um, I, I came I came away very impressed with him. Almost like when I watched it with like Zaire Williams last year, where where like you know I just 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 hearing him talk, I was like I could see how much he actually loved the game and, and how much he wanted to improve and just, and how he was just, you know, being like, yeah, you know, on this play, I'm supposed to be doing this. I got busted. So it was just, so when you know, with Jalen, like, you know, there's so much uh, IQ there as well that like, you know, he, he knew every single play exactly what happened. Uh, all the players names, he, you know, he knew, you know, it was just like, you know, it was just bam, bam, bam. Um, which, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed everything. Um, he seems very like authentic. I think he would fit in here very, very well. But like you said, I don't think he's going to be here. Um, yeah. how, how do you feel about the uh, two point guards, uh, Kenny Chandler and, and Ty Ty Washington, that um, have been mocked in that range as well? So Kennedy, I love the guy. Um, I love his game. I've loved him since high school. He's obviously a local kid, went yeah. to Briarcrest and transferred out his last year, played for Tennessee. But um, 
He can play, man. He really can. I, I think, I mean, truly the only question for me with Kennedy is size. True. I just don't see a lot of guys that are like six feet tall in shoes in the NBA. Um, he's just going to get targeted on the defensive end. Yeah. Um, and, and I just don't see a way around it, you know, but like just an excellent point guard, just everything you really want for. I, obviously the, the shot you hope is a little bit more consistent, right? But I, I'm not super concerned about it. I think that the guy is going to be, if if he can stay on the floor, right? If a six foot player can work in the NBA, yeah, I think Kennedy's that guy. Um, and then with Ty Ty, you know, he's obviously got a lot better better size. He does. So these Kentucky guards, <laughs> man, they're tough. I'll be totally honest <laughs> with you. And like. The, the ones that I'm into never work, and the ones that I'm not as into seem to work. Yeah. Um, except with the exception of Maxi. I really liked him coming out, and he's turned out to be great. Yeah. I like um, Fox. You know, like if Fox, you know, he, he looks you know, really like explosive and stuff in, in college. And then, like, he's been one of my favorite players. Uh, unfortunately, his contract is too big for for his value and everything, but like, I still think he's damn good. Um, you right. know, you've got. Um, like I, I think the last Kansas player that I really liked was Keldon Johnson, who I think was in the same draft as like Brandon Clark, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I, I remember that we were texting back and forth, and and I, and like you, you really wanted Brandon Clark or Grant Williams, and then I really wanted Keldon Johnson or uh, or Grant Williams, and they, they ended up get, uh, you know taking Clark. Um, but like all three players have been really good. So I mean, like yep. you know, you couldn't know, have gone wrong. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know. I, like, like I agree that it's weird because Chandler. He, like he's a good defensive player, but he, right. you know, it, it's like, but uh, it's, it's such a different game from college. Right. You know, I mean, cause everybody, everybody in the NBA is strong, fast can jump is smart as hell knows what they're doing. And, and, and I agree, like, you know, he, he's going to get targeted. Do you think it's, uh, you know, he kind of reminds me of, of like, you know, Cameron Payne a little bit, uh, I, I, I like, except, you know, Payne, you know, is, is a few inches taller, I believe, but he right. has, a, he has a lot of that same, you know, dog, you know, fight and stuff and, and go at you and, and, and plays hard as hell, you know, and everything. Uh, Chandler also is good friends with, uh, you know, John Morant. They, uh, they, they, they trained here together. I think when he was like a top pick in, uh, in high school and stuff and everything. So uh, there's already something there, you know, with that. Um, but I, I just don't know. I mean, like I wouldn't hate it. It'd take him. I, I, but he's not on my, he's not on, on my short list. Um, how do you feel about the the two boys from uh, G League, uh, Marjan Bochamp and Jaden Hardy? So real quick on on Kennedy. Oh, sorry. It's interesting you mentioned. No, it's fine. It's interesting you mentioned the jaw stuff. So I started. There was I don't know maybe within the last week there were multiple mocks like ESPN I think was one maybe even the Ringer was another like Intel based mocks right not okay. just people who are throwing darts at a board that both had the Grizzlies picking Kennedy Chandler. I think one was a 22, one was a 29. Yeah. And so we obviously know the Grizzlies. Um, you go look at, like, the Memphis Hustle. You go look at their summer league teams. Even, uh, like, I don't know if Shaq Buchanan ever be quite got a two-way, but he's at least always been on the hustle, right? But anyway, yeah. where I'm going with this, a lot of Murray State guys that played with John ja Morant are either on the G League team <laughs> or they play on the summer league. Team, that's right? fair. That's fair. Yeah, and he's smart, right? Like you should keep John ja Morant happy yeah. at all costs. That's you know, fair. that's just smart. You know, so when I saw that, I immediately was like, ah, 
the Grizzlies are going to get Kennedy because yeah. he's obviously buddies with Ja. They've been friends since Kennedy was in high school. Yeah, like that wouldn't shock me if they were just like, you know what, we think the guy's good enough, and he's buddies with Ja, and that's what we're going to do. Right? And, that's and I mean, be our backup point guard. Yeah, I mean, like there's the, there's there's worse players to take at that spot. So I mean, like you know, it, it's no a, it, it's a player that like I think our fan base would like uh, because you know he, he's you know you know like you know. He, he, he played it like, you know, Tennessee. I, I think he's from this area, isn't he? He went to Briarcrest. Briarcrest, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, he, he, first of all, he, he plays his ass off, you know, and, and he's, he, he, you know, he cried after his team got beaten and stuff, you know, so, so, so he's very, very passionate, you know, um, and so you're, you're never gonna have to question his heart, which is like a huge, huge thing here in Memphis. It's just going to be, is he big enough? You know, just cause like, you know, I mean like, you know, if he could get to like 185, 190, you know, maybe then he's not getting pushed around as much, but he, he definitely won't be able to switch. And so, you know, depending on, on who that they're able to pair Jerem with in the future, you know, it could be tough, you know, I don't know. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, Jaden Hardy and Marjan Beauchamp. Um, I, I've been a Beauchamp fan for about a month now. Um, I, I very much so cooled on Jaden Hardy. Uh, where are you at on both of them? Yeah. So start with Hardy to me, he is the ultimate, like if Kleiman and the Grizzlies front office are in on him, then I am also in on him. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with the way he played in the G league. Um, I mean, it was not good. I mean, just straight up. If, if, yeah. If he had done the, for the most part, right. He certainly had his moments where he looked great scoring the ball. Well, but at, at the end of the day, he struggled in the G league. And if he had done the shade and sharp path, I mean, we're probably talking about him as like a top 10 pick seventh, eighth, ninth. Yeah. Pick. Yeah. Something like that. Right. But he didn't. Um, and he, he struggled a little bit in the G. I think he showed enough. He's definitely going to go in the first round. Definitely, yeah. But um, and that is a lot of that has to do with kind of what he did before he got to the G League, right? I mean, he was a top five recruit. Not a, not all that dissimilar from Zaire, right? Like Zaire was only going to slip so far, yeah, because of yes, he had one bad season, but like we also watched him play basketball before this bad season, right? Exactly. So yeah, Hardy's totally. kind of got the same thing going, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, and then it's like it's like in high school, Hardy tracked really well as like a good shooter and things like that and right. stuff. But like you know, like all the interviews I watched with him, you know, he admitted to like dogging it and stuff on like on defense and not wanting to get back. And I'm like, dude, like Jesus, you know, it's like he's just he's he's overly confident. He feels like he should be top five. Um, his shot wasn't great. I mean, I, I agree that you know he has that 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 like microwave style, you know. Uh, uh, you know, shot creation where, you know, once he starts feeling it, but, you know, and, and people keep talking about how he, he's like a really great, like, like, you know, uh, you know, passer and this and that. And like all the games I watched, like he, he struggled as like a lead guard, you know, he was very turnover prone, you know, like he would constantly run into traffic and jump in the air, like lose the ball and, and, and get stripped. And like, you know, he, he wouldn't hit cutters and like, I don't know. I just I, like, like, <laughs> I think somebody tried to, to uh, to mock him as like the, the as possibly the next uh Devin Booker and I was like I was like yeah no, no I'm sorry no he's just he's just not um but I don't no. know you know so it's like I, I like I would obviously cheer for him if the Grizzlies took him um I would be disappointed uh cuz he's not my first choice but you know it is sure. what it is uh where are you well, on Marjon Well and real quick on Hardy sure. like uh, what I would say too is 
it would definitely get you excited for the summer league. You know, that's a setting that he <laughs> fair, would thrive fair, in. Yeah. You know, once upon a time, Josh Shelby was not, not all that dissimilar from Jaden Hardy. Uh, Legend. One summer league. Legend MVP. Josh Shelby. Yeah. yeah. He was fantastic, right? Um, <laughs> but again, it, Hardy, you look at it, he's not the most scalable player within yeah. like a team concept. It, he's it's a little boomer bust, right? Like he's either going to turn out to be this fantastic either scorer off the bench or starting two guard who can really light it up in, in an efficient manner. And if he's not that efficient, I don't know what he falls back on to be a productive NBA player. Yeah. Like the defense isn't there just he yet. Just, the, the playmaking isn't there. Yeah. Like he, so he's got to make shots, right? He's got to do exactly what he was, you know, billed as in the league. Uh, are coming into the G League, right? So that's what concerns me, is it, it's a little boomer bust. And look, at the 22nd or 29th pick, you're okay taking a swing on a boomer yeah, bust. I, so I, I'm totally, with you. I, I, if fair, they're in, fair. I'm in. Yeah. You know? So, um, and then Bojamp. So Marjan Bojamp. Um, I've kind of gone back and forth on this guy a little bit. Uh, there's a couple reputable draft guys that I follow uh, that have him near the top 10 in this draft. And then there's some that don't have him uh, until the second round. Yeah. Um, he's a little older than I think a lot fair. of people really. That's he's fair. almost 22 years old. I think he'll be 22 by the time he plays a basketball game, which John Morant and Jaron Jackson are both 22 years yeah. old. So he's not significantly younger than they are. Um, but He's got great size, right? I mean, he's like six six, six seven. Got long wings. Yeah, uh, I think his wingspan, wingspan is um, it's like right over like seven feet. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Um, solid defender. Um, you hope the jump shooting gets a little bit better. Um, it's not terrible. It's not broken at all. He's not the best athlete ever, um, but he's got the size and he does some stuff that's interesting. Like if they took him at twenty nine, which they've worked him out. And, and there have been some mocks, some Intel-based mocks that have put him there. So it seems like the Grizz at least have registered a little bit of interest, maybe at the 29th yeah. pick. Um, so it wouldn't shock me. And again, like you're taking a profile at that point and just seeing what you can mold out of that profile. Yeah, I mean, like I think I talked about him on the last episode where um, he's a great a great in transition player. He, uh, you know, he, he's an awesome cutter. He plays off the ball very very well. He hits back doors very very you know like well. He's smart. He plays his ass off. Um, you know, he he like he like you know, like hits the boards. The only problem is that he can't get his own shot. You know, so like you know he he's not talented enough to really put the ball on the floor. He's not a great catch and shoot guy. So it's like you're gonna have to work with him to figure out how he can help you offensively, you know, and it's so, and, and then at his age, it's like you would hope for him to be able to come in immediately and be able to help you. So it's almost like another, like, you know, Clark where, you know, I mean, maybe, maybe at the rim, he's just so efficient um, that, you know, he, he's like, he, like, like him and Clark just like you know, <laughs> hang there together or something or whatever. But, you know, you're, I mean, like, at least I'm hoping for your wing to be able to score like on the outside as well. Um, yeah. you know, so I, I don't know, uh, I don't, I just, I, I just don't know. I mean, I mean, I mean, like, it's like, I'm, I'm very 50, 50 on him. Like I, I would, I would be happier about getting him than I would about Jaden Hardy, uh, because that means that, that the Grizzlies, uh, CC mourn him. Um, but if they pass on him, I wouldn't be upset either. Um, where are you on Blake Wesley? I saw you, uh, posting some stuff on him. He's a guy that's been mocked there a couple times to us. Um, I am very back and forth on him. I like Blake Wesley. Okay. Um, I, I don't know if he would be the top of my wish list for the Grizzlies, 
what I think you could do a lot worse than him. Um, and the, the interesting thing is it, it's a little, in a way, kind of Zaire. I was very into Zaire Williams last year. And I'm t- I typically lean on numbers pretty strongly, right? Because, you know, my eyes, I've seen a lot of basketball players. <laughs> and I can generally tell you what I think looks good and what doesn't, right? Yeah. But sometimes I look at numbers. I, I, t- I kind of use the numbers to back up what my eyes are telling me. Um, and like the underlying numbers on Zaire were horrible, you know, but yeah. I, I could just watch it like, you could, you know, we could, we could write that stuff off. Right. And you could see the flashes of like, okay, this is, there's something there. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of how I feel with Blake Wesley. Like the underlying numbers aren't terrible, but they, they certainly don't pop out at you. Right. But he's got this really nice pull up jumper in the mid range that I think has a chance to ex- expand it when guys are that young and able to score that efficiently, uh, off pull ups, it, it kind of, you know, sends some alarm bells going like, okay, this is interesting. Yeah. Um, I think he can really defend. He's got huge, huge arms. I think he's like a six, nine plus wing six, stand. nine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's young, like 19 years old. Um, came into like what was interesting is like Notre Dame I think he was Notre Dame's first one and done player and he kind of became the alpha dog at Notre Dame which is a team that typically has a bunch of older guys I thought that was just kind of interesting like here's this freshman stepping in uh highest usage on the team um and really was the driving force behind a pretty good Notre Dame team but I just, you know, I like what I see. I think he can. I think he's a two-way player. Like I think he can score pretty well, oh, and I think he can defend pretty well. And I think if you put that with that size, that's someone who could play off of Ja, provide a little bit of creation um, next to Ja, and be able to defend twos and threes, and probably even some ones as well. So I'm interested. Like yeah. I don't. It, again, not my first choice, but like I could really talk myself into Blake Wesley. And I hate it when we don't agree because it, it always makes me feel dumb. I'm just like, I was like, oh damn it, you know. So it's always it's always better when, when like you're you're also like on my side. I'm like, all right, okay, cool, you know. Um, so I, I, like my 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 main issue with with Blake Wesley is everybody was saying like, oh, like you know, he's very like athletic, he's very athletic. Um, he didn't test well. He's kind of not. Though. He's not. Yeah. He's yeah. Not, yeah. He, he was he was very middle of the road in 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 yeah. all of his things, and so and so everybody you know kept saying like like oh like you know he's got this. this it's like great little like explosion and he didn't really have that um but you know i do agree his length is really good and his knack for scoring is very well um i don't think he's a good lead guard which is what he was doing in notre dame uh so like you know he like you know he would force passes and stuff and you know he had a bunch of like really bad turnovers um but then he would come back and put the passing lanes and get like, you know, really like, you know, like, you know, hard, you know, like, you know, cut steals and stuff or whatever. So oh, I just, I, I, I just don't know how to judge him because if he's going to be like an off the ball guy, yeah, I, I like him too. more. But if he's, if he, if he thinks that he's a point guard, I don't want him, you know, it's like, because I, I don't think he, you know, I, I just, I don't think he, he is that or whatever, you know? So well, I just, I, you know, I don't know. You know, and just hypothetically, let's say the Grizzlies do pick him. That one thing that I think we've we've seen is that they value like what they did last year with summer league. Desmond Bain, they Fair. basically yeah. put the ball in his hands and were like, Desmond, just figure out how to be a, a primary creator. Right? This is another guy that isn't quote unquote a point guard that can be a primary creator in yeah. the absence of Ja. I think they've shown. I mean. They've never kept a third point guard the whole time they've had Ja. Even when Ja got it's injured, I don't, yeah. 
they never really got went and got someone to back up Tyus. They just kind of did it by committee. Yeah. So this is another guy who's like, to me, he's a two. But in a pinch, could he be your primary creator? Sure. Yeah, I think he could. Not that's not what I'd want him to do all the time. But yeah, I think he could. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Is, uh, you know, Bane, you know, uh, talked about that. I forget what like interview um, I was watching with him. It, 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 it might have been the old man, like in the three uh, podcast with uh, Reddick. Great pod. Yeah. And um, I think he was like saying that when he went to summer league, you know, it, it, it like really helped, you know, uh, his his game overall, because they're, they're saying that like out of college, he was really like a catch and shoot guy. And then in this current year, he's really grown into like a three level guy. And he said that um, originally when they when they asked him to go to summer league, he, he was insulted because he, he had played a whole bunch in his first year. He played like like university the the jazz and stuff or whatever. But you know he said that once he got out there and started working, like you know he he totally saw why and, and what they 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 like wanted him to do and stuff whatever. And like Zaire Williams talked about, um, you know like Tim and Bain have been talking about about him playing this year and stuff and, and and them hoping for him to take, you know, certain steps and stuff. So like, I, I really like the current uh, coaching group in terms of how they have a specific game plan in terms of how to like, you know, have people grow and everything. And so, I, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm sure however they see Wesley and Marjan and Jaden, they, they would see a, a very clear path on how to like unlock more, you know, of their game and their current track record has been, you know, very good. Well, to that, you know, like I, the reason I first got into this is because I felt like I could figure out the draft better than the Grizzlies could. You know? <laughs> I really did. Everybody I like, did. I, yeah. I feel like, yeah. Right. I think we all did. You know, we all were like, this is crazy. Why are you know? Anyways, it's not that way anymore. Like, yeah. Whoever they pick. So I think it's fair noting that they've made trades every time. Every year that Zach Kleiman has been in charge, they've made a trade, right? They've gone and gotten yep. the guy they want to get. So I'm confident, it, you know, here we sit just a few days before the draft. They know who they want to go get for the most part, right? They're probably finishing up their last, last touches, right? Definitely. But they, whoever they go and get, they have a plan for that person, exactly like what you're talking about. Like they know what they want to do with this person. I think that's why they put themselves in that range to go get Zaire last year. I think, you know, it was obviously reported they wanted Giddy. They wanted, uh, uh yeah, you know, Franz Wagner or, um, uh, Jonathan Kaminga. Yeah. So I, I think Kaminga. that, yeah, I think that they were trying to trade up again to get in, into that like top seven range, um, to try and get sure. one of those guys. But then I, I'm, I'm assuming that at some point it, it was just like, you know, the, the asking amount was just like too much. Sure. And my point is that like they clearly had a profile player they wanted to get and yeah, whoever definitely. fell with them, they were cool with, right? And they ended up with Zaire. And it's been a fantastic rookie year. So I do feel confident that they've got a pretty clear plan and understand that like this team is really good now. Like we don't really need a rookie to come in and provide huge minutes. If they can, great. But like when you're picking in the twenties, maybe you're able to trade up into the teens. Not really expecting a guy who's going to come in and play all that much. Well, on you know, it's funny. The team you you next best record in the NBA. You say that, but um, you know, everybody assumed that uh, Zaire wouldn't play at all. You know, because yeah. like, he was so young. And but he's the tenth pick, right? Yeah, that happens more with the that's 10th fair. Pick than- 
But you know, in, in the first month, all the analytics pointed to him being bad, and that like you know, so and that every lineup, you know, he was hurting and this and that, and it's just one of those things where they just worked with him and worked with him, worked with him. He got injured, you know, and he watched a bunch of film and saw where his issues were, and he literally it was like night and day, you know, like you know, he came yeah. back and all of a sudden he's playing he's playing better on defense, his shots falling. He's doing more on the ball, and, and and he played so much that you know he he played a fair amount of minutes in like the playoffs. Um, so you know it's you know so we can sit here and say that we we we, we aren't going to look for like a rookie to do anything, but you know, if, you know this team has shown that hard work pays off, and that if you work your ass off and and work your way up the chart, you know they'll actually play you, even if you're like you know young. No, you're not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. I guess I would just say that I, I would, like I said, expect that more out of the tenth pick than. Also, like it, it just they they kind of threaded the needle perfectly between <laughs> that's fair bringing along Zaire and still winning. You know, yeah, like it, he wasn't causing them to lose games necessarily. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I'm all for it. If they find a guy they can develop and, and keep winning next year, I'm all for it. I just I think at some point they'll get too good. The where they just can't do that. Like even the Warriors, they didn't play Kaminga at all in the playoffs. Really. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's yeah. very sparing. He got cooked so. versus us, man. Yeah, like sure did. I was hoping they'd play him a lot more against <laughs> the Grizzlies. <laughs> um. So and then down here, twenty six, which is kind of weird, is uh, Dalen Terry. I-, I feel like he's getting a lot of buzz as well. Um, how do you see him projecting? Cause like I, I, I talked about him on the last episode and like, he has great size. He's, he's got a great motor. He's got a great, you know, attitude. I think, you know, he has like a really cool, uh, you know, like, you know, I, I feel like his personality, it would also fit here. Um, really great playmaker plays good on defense, but I don't know how he scores. Like, you know, like, you know, he, he was a sophomore and I think he was fifth on his team in scoring. And it's just like, if he's having issues at this level scoring, like, you know, how does he score, you know, in like the future? Yeah, I would say that at least some of that was in, in due part to the team that he played on. Um, ben Matherin took a lot of shots in Fair. Arizona, um, which is rightfully so yeah. right Ben going to be yeah. a top 10 pick and yeah Coloco I mean they had some players on that team um um Tubelis, I think was the other big guy they, they had a lot of guys that took a lot of shots but Dalen Terry was the connector piece to that whole team he's this six seven kind of combo guard who plays extremely hard defensively and offensively um as a decent spot up shooter, like I think really showed uh, progression from year one to year two and being able to make shots. Um, but I love his playmaking. I really I do. Too. Like, talk about a guy who can spell John ja Moran as a primary creator. That's Dalen Terry. Yeah. Um, I think they'll play together, too. May- yeah. Yes, 100%. I mean, yeah. he's six seven, like legitimately six seven. He's, I think, his, probably his natural position is point guard, but he's the size of a two or three. He's clear wing size. Um, which is a bonus, but some of the passes he makes are just special. Yeah, man. Like he's got really special court vision and, and can really thread the needle on some stuff. And I cannot imagine the Grizzlies do not Take really him. enjoy watching yeah. Galen Terry play. Um, he just screams Grizzly to me. Like doesn't do anything that is outside of the flow of the game. Doesn't try to get his own plays hard defensively is always going after the loose balls. He just makes the right play on both ends all the time. And that's something the Grizzlies value. They value that IQ and playing within a team. So 
he's a guy that I identified very early, like when he was in the second round. You know, he's, he's, he's moved yeah, up. He I'll really has. He may not be there at 22. I know, uh, right? Yeah. It's, it's weird that him, wild. At, at one point, you know, like him and, and Jalen Williams were available at 22 and 29. And now yes. both are going to be like in the top 20 probably. It's just it's crazy to exactly. me. Exactly. They'll be lucky if either one falls. Yeah. Through. They really will. Um, I'm a huge fan. Like, count, like that is uh, – he takes a backseat, in my opinion, only to Tar East and of guys that I am really, really excited about at 22. Okay. Uh, so let's move on from 22 to 29 here and talk about a couple guys in this range. Uh, you're a big fan of Walker Kessler, who they have here mocked. Um, I – you know, I – don't really want a big, uh, but you know, yeah. just cause we, we, we already have Aldama, we have Jaron, we have Brandon. I just, I just don't want to put more, more minutes into like a guy that that's probably not going to get like any run unless they're going to move off Adams or something or whatever, you know, um, how do you see him projecting going forward? Yeah, I actually don't think that comparing him to Steven Adams is like a, a, I don't know, like it's not thinking outside the box, yeah. right? Like they are pretty similar sized. I actually think that Kessler is a better defender. He certainly wouldn't be the offensive connector that Steven Adams is yeah. right now early on, you know, the screen set or the Yeah, he's really good at that, yeah. Uh, yeah, the offensive rebound. He's so good at all that stuff, right? But I do think Kessler is a more advanced defensive player than Adams is currently. I mean, I think he's a really special defensive player. Um, I think you see like, seven one 250 pounds yeah think of just like this big plotting guy but he's really not that he's got a little bit of lateral mobility i think as a drop center he's going to be one of the better defensive drop centers in a pick and roll coverage that you'll see and i actually think he makes a lot of sense next to jaron because it, if he does start to get beat there's not a better yeah. eraser in the NBA than Jaron Jackson right now i mean except for maybe like a Giannis or good, something or or like you sure know, yeah where do you go bear i guess sure sure it, it, I guess realistically, yeah, right? Sure, like those sure. guys are, yeah. <laughs> you know, first team all NBA yeah. dudes. But no, but like Jaron, the help side defense is legit. And I think that he actually fits well. I actually DM someone about it today. I said, I hate that I just can't get the idea of, of Walker Kessler and Jaron Jackson out of my head because <laughs> I'm not a draft for need guy. And I really am not like a draft bigs guy, especially ones that can't switch defensively and don't shoot. Kessler shoots a little, but not – you don't expect him to come yeah, in and be like Rookie I mean, Jerry yeah. Jackson or anything, right? Um, but I'm kind of into him. I, he's a special defensive prospect who finishes everything around the rim, and he's huge. And I think we've seen that, at least for now, it's not a bad idea to have someone of that size playing next to Jaron until Jaron really figures out the foul thing. That's um, fair. And Adam's going into the last year of his deal. Again, I, I hate to justify this by need, but – it does. It, it makes some sense, right? Like if that's who they went with at twenty nine, to me it would it would definitely make some sense. So, what makes you like uh, Walker over uh, Christian Coloco, who in this mock goes right ahead of him? Yeah, I mean Coloco is definitely the better athlete of the two. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, I just think that Kessler's a much better defensive prospect than Coloco. Um, I do think that. Um, Coloco's got like the big, huge frame, right? I think he's got like a seven foot five wingspan or something. I mean, he's massive, right? And he's got a little bit of a jump shot. Um, but I, it, it, to me, his feet are not as good as Kessler, number one. Um, and I just, I, I see Coloco is like uh, as a number two. I see him as like a backup, like 12 to 15 minute a night. Gotcha. Like a Festus or something. 
Sure. Yeah. Like he's totally a reasonable NBA center, but I think that Kessler's defensive, uh, like what he showed at Auburn on the defensive end of the court, I just think that's going to manifest itself in the NBA. And he, again, he finishes everything. Coloco, I just don't think he's quite there. I don't think they're on the same level as prospects. Just for me, I, they're, they're usually mocked around the same. Uh, but I, I don't, I think Kessler is, is a step above uh, Coloco. Uh, moving on to a wing, um, Christian Brown, um, who who notoriously, I'm not a fan of white players <laughs> because I'm weird. Uh, but I I, I I was saying this last uh, last episode. Um, I I kind of like him. Uh, he, he has a very you know take that you know I I feel like his personality also fits here. Like you know he'll dunk on folks and like tap his head and stuff and and run down and talk shit you know. So I like all that. Um, he's he's a probably be what, 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 like 21, I guess, come draft night or something. Um, you know, he's got a pretty good size. His wingspan is negative, which, you know, is like Desmond Bain is not great. Um, I just, you know, unless he becomes like a 40% shooter, uh, I don't know how much worth he has. Um, he, he's really smart and will play hard and stuff. You know, I just, I mean, like he's not a bad athlete. I, I, like, I think he, he posted like, okay numbers. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I mean, like, where do you have him rejected? Um, I am interested in him, but I am completely with you in that I'm only interested if he's like a borderline elite three point yeah, shooter. Yeah. Um, I don't know like what the skill he hangs his hat on right uh, yeah, now totally. to be an elite player is right now. Um, I think he's good at a lot of stuff, and he's got good size. And you're right, he's bouncy. He can he can like get in the open floor and dunk on people, and it's fun. But I don't know. I just, he doesn't excite me. There's not one thing I could pinpoint and say, this is how Christian Brown makes a big impact at the next level, unless it's the shooting, which there's enough there where if at 29, the Grizzlies feel convicted about him, I'm not going to be completely out on it. Yeah. Uh, so let's move kind of quickly uh, through like a few of these guys here. We've got uh, Jake Lavravia, uh, Caleb Houston, yeah. Bryce McGowan, Kendall Brown, Wendell Moore. Um, it's kind of weird that like Moore started off in the 20s and now he's in the 30s, while I think Meek is is now like in the 20s. Um, what's wrong with uh, Brown here? Like, um, I mean, like I think he projects as like a really like, you know, top tier uh, one through five, you know, guy um on defense is he just so bad on offense that like it, it, it that it, like you know he's just like falling down the list here who which one are you asking uh, about? sorry kendall brown oh kendall brown so yeah like i'm not that into kendall brown either um he's like an, a crazy athlete right i mean he is yeah a super fun guy like plugging the tape like the athleticism pops yeah i just don't think he has the skill like i think he's a big big project um that he's not i think there's enough risk there that he falls out of the first round in my opinion yeah they were even you were right i think people maybe even had him as like a lottery guy like a late lottery yeah, he, guy he, i mean he's just been tumbling yeah it's crazy he was right there with sohan yeah um, his yeah. teammate at baylor and now he's i'm i agree with that i think i'm gonna end up having him ranked in around the 40s like there's enough there that he should get drafted for sure, but I I think it's a huge risk, and there's a chance he, he doesn't stick. Um, I love Bryce McGowan's. Uh, I've texted you about him like a thousand times. Um, I would take him at 29 if, if he's there. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. Um, he has great size. Um, he has a, a, like a great wingspan. Um, he he played pretty much everything for for Nebraska. Not a very good team. Yeah. Um, he's a silky smooth scorer at the rim. I mean, like he's got like a just 
a thousand moves in his bag, a great handle. His shot is not consistent yet, but there's no reason why it shouldn't get at some point. I think his his biggest knocks are uh, his um, his inability to know what a good shot is versus like a bad shot. I think he's so talented that he thinks any shot he takes is good, um, and so like you know that that's kind of you know it's like an early knock for him at least for me. And then um, he's he's a little turnover prone as well. Uh, but you know, it's because it's I, I don't think he, he's a natural, uh, you know, like like point guard here. But he could easily be. It's, oh. it's kind of like what we were saying about like a lot about liking Blake Wesley. Um, I think Bryce could handle the ball a little bit if need be, but I don't think he's a natural playmaker. I, I think his best role is going to be like a two three guy, like like it popping off of screens and stuff, and like you know, cutting in stuff and everything, whatever. But I don't know. Um, I, I, like I'm totally in on him at 29 if he's there. Uh, and you're kind of like here and there, right? Yeah, I'm I'm not in any way out on Bryce, especially at 29. Like I'm I'm actually pretty into him at 29. Um, again, he's it's all about efficiency with a guy like him, right? Because he projects as a score. I agree with you completely. He's not a point guard. He's he's a two three guy. Um, he's got that size too. I think he's about six six. Six six, um, yeah, but, yeah. Swingspan's like a a six nine or six ten, I think. Also, you know, yeah, yeah. He's frail though, right now. Like he is he, small, he's very skinny, you know. So he's got. He, it, I don't expect him to be. He's probably a G League guy for at least a year, which is fine. Yeah, um, I watched something, and um, apparently he's gained. I think his first year he was like a like one sixty five or one seventy, and he's up to one eighty five now. Um, so like you know he is put in the work and stuff, but 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 like you know he he is you know small right now. He is for sure. Um, you know, again, I said the same thing about Zion. Zion Williams, right? Yeah, made a lot of people eat his words, right? But no, I, I I think he's interesting, right? You're you're not wrong in that he did basically everything for Nebraska. I mean, it's Nebraska basketball. Yeah. you know, they just <laughs> never <laughs> don't hear a whole lot about yeah. them, right? This is the first time they've had a. Uh, significant draft prospect yeah. guy that potentially go in the first round in a long time. I think he, um, he would be their um, first first round pick if, if he goes in first round in the last like thirty years or something. I believe it. Yeah, there was a I think a Delano uh, is it Delano Brown a few years ago that, Ooh, that I don't went know. to the Raptors. Uh, anyways, I, he was a second round guy that I think went to the Raptors. Um, but anyways, no good score, uh, silky smooth, like yeah. really fun to watch. Kind of inefficient, but not that surprising for a freshman. A lot of freshmen yeah. are. Um, thing is, body's got to get right to not get pushed off his spots in the NBA, um, which is a question. But if he's putting on weight, then I think he could play. I mean, I really think he could be a, a wing scorer in the NBA. Um, probably a bench guy for the most part. Yeah, to- yeah, yeah. You never know, right? The, the right thing pops. He can end up being a starting level wing in the league. He's he's got enough skill. I'd, I'd be very into him at twenty nine. Um, would you rather have Jake or uh, Caleb Houston at uh, twenty nine? Uh, Jake Laravia, really? For sure. uh, I'm so yeah. you know. I mean, like you know, it, it's me, of course. But like you know, I just he has such a lack of athleticism. Um, I'm just it it scares me about him going forward because I, I like I watch him play and he looks really smart. He he, he looks like that guy who's really good, like in the, like, you know, in your, in your, your like church league or something like, you know, like, like, like he's got good size. He can shoot a little bit and ball a little bit, but it's like, I'm, I'm worried about him getting next to, to like all elite athletes and people being bigger than him, stronger than him. And he can't just like, you know, push around him and stuff. And like, you know, and, and his wits are not as, as helpful, you know, I don't know. So 
I, I could be completely wrong. Um, I just remember a guy named Hansbro, you know, like forever ago, who was um, amazing in college and stuff and had, you know, like certain tools and stuff. And, and then he got completely just like eaten alive in, in like the league. You know, I think Jake is, uh, I, I definitely hear you on all that. I think Jake is, uh, he's a dribble shoot pass guy, which I am always going to be in yeah. dribble shoot pass guys who have a baseline athleticism. He is certainly like, not gonna wow anybody with his app, but he ain't, he ain't throwing down the junks. John, John Morant's throwing down, right? Like, but I he's not he throwing down your dunks. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, he's not. He's not gonna win any sort of you know dunk contest or, or beat anybody down the floor. But I don't think he's like a, a negative athlete. Like I think he's a, as good or better. He's certainly a better athlete than Kyle Anderson is. Who was the um, um, really good white guy last year that that won like all the awards and stuff and got drafted like in round two? Um, he, he won like player of the year. Uh, where'd he go to college? Remember? Oh man. Um, he, man, it, you're putting me on the spot. I'm sorry. Time. Yeah. Hold on here. And all, uh, they got my, I think up here. I'll just like look it up. Uh, let's see. College player of the year. Was that uh 21, I guess. Yeah, 2021. I'm trying to think back. Was it Luka Garza? Garza? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, Luka Garza. So um, how much do do they compare to each other? Because, like, you know, Garza, you know, as well was not, like, super quick, you know, and everything. And But but in college, he was awesome. You know, like, you know, he could shoot a little bit and pass and do things or whatever. Um, But, you know, he hasn't been um, great, obviously, in (laughs) in the pros. I don't think he's really gotten to play at all. Yeah, no, I was not a Luca Garza guy yeah. at all. Gar- Garza's a center, like he, That's he fair. really is yeah. like the plotting center that yeah. dominates college and has no chance in the league. Mm-hmm. I, I really don't. I think Jake is is more. I see him as a, a, a combo wing. Okay, excuse me, combo forward. You know, kind of play the three four. I think he's more of a three though. I really think the guy can play wing in the NBA. Gotcha, I like just, a Chandler Parsons or I'm something maybe. That's not. Yeah, that's not a horrible yeah. comp at all. Um, I think the guy can really play. I I would even be comfortable taking him at twenty two. Wow, I'm very good about it. I yeah. think I would. I, really I would, would die. But <laughs> uh, and and then Caleb Houston. Um, I I talked a little bit about him because he, he he's also come in like and uh, you know worked out here. Sure. I feel like him, Max Christie are kind of like in the same boat. Uh, both were you know very very like highly recruited um, out of uh, high school, and then both just didn't really have great freshman years. Um, both have re- really good framework for you know who for really good like in potential going forward. Both have have shown really great jump shots. I just don't know what their floor is, and, and they kind of scare me like in taking them because it looks like you know that they they weren't very good, but but everything projects that they should be good. You know, um, would you rather have right. Caleb or, uh, you know, Max Christie? Wow. That's cool. I think it's very close. Yeah. I don't know that I could really split them. Uh, I think they'd be in the same tier for me. Uh, I, I mean, Caleb's bigger, be, I guess, but you know, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think that Caleb Houston being six, eight would probably separate it for me. And I would just take the size and shooting. Um, that's all he is. He's really like a, a six, eight shooter right now. Um, who is obviously has a, a, a good, pre-college um he was a good aau high school player like good preps player yeah you know? um and so again it, these one and duns can be tough because if they struggle if they don't get in the right system it, it it can really take some of the shine off of what these guys were and so it's always hard it's one of the things i struggle with a lot is like 
how much do I weigh what these guys just did their one year in college versus the two, three years when they were playing against the best guys their age or around their age, right? And so he was great. I mean, he was a huge recruit when he went to Michigan, and he wasn't bad, uh, but he's just kind of a 6'8 shooter, right? Which, again, there's a room for plenty of those guys in (laughs) the NBA. Totally, man, yeah. So you could do a lot worse if if he's your second-round pick, you know, even 29th pick. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the uh, pick of 47 here. And like, I'll throw like a few names that you hear. Um, we've got D- David Roddy, uh, Hugo yes. Basson. Yes. yes. David Roddy. David Roddy. I'm, I'm absolute legend. I love David Roddy. <laughs> like, love him. I I don't know if he ever plays a second in the NBA, but yeah. he will win Summer League MVP. He will destroy. <laughs> he he looks like a tight end playing. He's the best. Play, playing basketball. Everybody loves him because he has such a weird body. Like you know, yeah. it, it, it's not a natural basketball body. Um, no, Darren Sebron um, is, is yeah. getting you know a, a, like a little bit like of like you love here. Uh, Jean Montero is such a weird one to peg because at the beginning of the year he was top twenty. Um, he he has come into Memphis for uh, a workout, um, and he projects. I mean, like 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 watching his film uh, offensively, he is insane. Like you know, he, he has such a tight dribble. Awesome game in the paint, floater, herky jerky moves. He can pass, but he's he's bad on defense. <laughs> you know, he's just yeah. not he's not good on defense, and he's not big. So right. it's it's another thing where you know him and Ja can't can't play together. You know, and it's just like you know him playing like in the overtime elite. It, it, it made him look good, but nobody there is good on on defense or trying on defense. You know, so I, he's such a weird one to mock. Um. And then I I really like Ryan Rollins. I don't think he'll fall to forty seven. Um, I think he is a a walking bucket. Like you know, he's he's six foot four. I think his wingspan is around six seven. Um, he did everything for Toledo. I feel like if he played for a bigger name school, he would be an easy first round guy. You're not as super high on him as, as I am. Um, but I, like I watch him and think of like, you know, stuff like a Jamal Crawford or something. Like he just looks like he comes in. It, it's it's almost like last year when you really liked Bones Highland. That's yeah. how I feel about Ryan Rollins. I think he's gonna come in, he's got he's got like a chip on his shoulder, he's gonna want to bust everybody's ass. And I think him and Jock could play together um just because of his his size and length. Um, but you're not as high on him, right? Nah, no, I would say I'm not. Um, I'm I am very comfortable with him at twenty. Excuse me, at forty seven. Forty seven. Um, yeah. Twenty nine. I don't. You know, I guess it's it's twenty nine, right? So I can't be super mad. Whoever the Grizzlies Maybe, take, you know. I mean, like, uh, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it, it, he's not who I'd take. I think I, I'm confident that there would be people that I like more than him. You know, I think he's a super smooth scorer. Like he is super fun to watch. Yeah. He's got he's huge, right? He's got like a six nine wingspan. Yeah. He's six three, six four, so he can easily play next to Ja. Uh, it's all about efficiency. Like he was a That's pretty fair. he was a below average three point shooter. He was uh, but Duke can get buckets. There's yeah, no but question about you know, it. Is it is it because he can't shoot or is it because he had to do so much at at like Toledo, you know? So it's like totally you know, fair. Uh, so it, it, I just don't know if his numbers how much better they would be. You know, like 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 what do you, what do you have averaged like eight assists a game if you played for like Duke or something? You know, it's like it's like you know, who knows. Sure. Um, what one last guy here before we um, we say what what players that we, we actually want? Um, how do you feel about Josh Minot? Uh, I know that you're like a big Tiger guy. 
Um, I, I don't know where to place him because I look at him and I see a prospect who has great, great size. He's a super athlete, but I don't know what he does on offense besides like run the floor hard. Like, you know, he didn't have a great jumper. He didn't have a great ball handle. I just, I just don't know where he fits. How do you think he, you know, projects? So I think that I personally, like if they took him at 29, if he's there at 29, I'm going to probably be pounding the table to take him. I just think that you talk about an upside swing. This is it. Like, this is it 100%. Yeah. Like, when he played for Memphis last year, good stuff happened. It, like, it, it was, it's totally fair. You know, like, he can't he can't shoot. He can't, um, shoot. Yeah. He can't do a whole lot offensively right now. He is a total project. But, like, yeah. like stuff – Good things just happen when Josh Minot is on the court. I I can't give you a stat to quantify that, but when I watch him, I'm like, good stuff is happening on the basketball court. Is right this now. like a Tiger He's, bias, or is this an actual? No, like, okay. No, I I hate a lot of Tiger players. Fair. Honestly, don't don't ask me for my James Wiseman take from back in the day. Um, although you know, congratulations on his title. Hey man, um, got it, dude. But no, I I'm a I'm a Josh Minot guy. Um, he is like super long, super tall, can dribble a little bit, has a little bit of game on the offensive end, like when you let but anyways, I'm not even so much concerned about the offense. It's really the defensive end that is so impressive. Like you talk about there's not that many guys on the planet who can actually switch one through four, like actually do it. You know, like yeah. we say, like in theory, this guy could switch one through four. One through five, there's like less than 10 guys on the planet they can actually do it in the nba but one through four is is a pretty limited list too i think that minot could be one of those guys he's got the long arms he's a six foot nine guy really functionally good athlete you know like he's never he's got this big wiry frame body but it always feels like he's in control on both ends of the floor like i don't even think jaron has quite mastered that right he's kind of got the same like long lanky body yeah and i think part of his foul problems is he just doesn't quite know how to fully harness that and i see the functional athleticism there with josh i just think if you took a guy like that and you put him in the development system this monster that the grizzlies have created the last three or four years i would love to see what that development system would spit out uh what kind of player he'd look like by year three year four um, when the Grizzlies are really starting to be ready to make runs. Because, like, if I'm going to miss on a player, I'm going to miss on the 6'9 guy with the 7-foot wingspan that, like, is being as a positive every time he's out on the floor yeah. and has a good baseline to work from. So, look, I, I wouldn't take him in the lottery. I probably wouldn't take him in the top 25. But, like, if he's there at 29, man, I'm going to have a hard time passing that guy up. Just passing that frame up. Do you think that Patrick Baldwin actually falls to um, in the the like thirties here, or do you think Ooh. he? I mean, like he is falling, and, and it's because he, he his combine numbers were historically maybe the worst of all time. Like you no, know, so he's he should have gone back to college. He's a, he really, he's a, I hate oh him, man, man, dude. Like you know, I he, really do. I I liked him a lot too. Like I watched some of the USA basketball stuff when he was there and. Um, and, and even watch some of the stuff, his prep stuff. And yeah. That was one heck of a player, man. Like he was a real like six ten score off the wing, like really fun guy to watch. And then it was just a disaster at Milwaukee. I mean, yeah. there's just, his dad got fired. Uh, he got hurt. Like he it's comes awful. in and was horrible. At the co- <laughs> it was, 
awful. Like it, it couldn't have. It was Zaire Williams times two. Oh, like, it, it was. It was so much you know? worse than, than him. Yeah, it was. It uh, was bad because yeah. at least at least Zaire was playing against like in Pac twelve and stuff. You know, like you know, sure. like, you know yeah, he, and, and Baldwin's playing against like nobody. You know, and and, no. and he looks bad, and it just. I mean, like it, it's like you know, Ryan Rounds looked looked good and his numbers were good at Toledo and on the same scale he's at Milwaukee and his numbers are are half as much you know just so bad okay so on draft night if the Grizzlies keep all three picks 22 29 47 who are the three players that you want them to take that is realistic that you would be ecstatic going away being like damn we just won that draft Okay. Uh, are we going to say that Tari Eason is realistic at 22? I, don't I have seen mocks that have him there. Okay. If, if, if you take him there, can I take, uh, um, you know, <laughs> Dale and Terry? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Yeah. Fair. Okay. So we'll, so I'll go 22 Tari. You'll go 22 Dalen. 29. Uh, I'll go Jake Laravia. I, I, I mean, we just saw a mock right there yeah. that had him there at 29. So I'll take Laravia 29. Uh, 29, of course, I'm going to go Bryce McGowan's, um, you know, I, I, okay. I, I, I talked about him. I just like, you know, it's like I was telling you in text, um, what I, I, what I, I want to do is look to the future. And I think that is having giant wings. Um, I, I don't think, you know, cause at some point it's not going to matter. You know, I, I mean like Kevin Looney is what, like six ten maybe. And, and, sure. and, and, and in that system, he was dominating other, other great bigs and stuff or whatever. So like I, it's getting to a point where it's about skill and it's not about being Shaq anymore and like, you know, being like, okay, this guy's six foot two, he's a point guard, this guy's six foot four, he's a shooter. To me, it's like if I can get a bunch of dudes that are six foot five to six foot eight that have got giant wingspans, um, that's what I, I would like to start, you know, doing, like you know, going forward and stuff. No, I'm right there with you. Um, I I am a huge advocate of just draft the wings. You know, yeah. Just just start scooping up wings and see who hits, right? Um so forty seven. Forty seven. I'm going to give you two guys, one that we've talked about and just one that we can touch on one last guy that we haven't mentioned at okay. this point. Josh Minot would be fantastic if he made it there to, yeah. to 47. Um, the last guy, we we, not, we haven't touched on it, but uh, Gabriele Pertino. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally, totally, yeah. I'm into him. I am um, too. Like a real wing-sized dude who can shoot the ball and, and score. Yeah, um, definitely. And he also is a stash guy, potentially. And yeah. we already know the Grizzlies have a bit of a roster crunch. So you could, like, hang on to Killy and Tilly and not bring him over for a year. You know, if you want yeah. to get one last look at t- whatever, right? So he, he fits the stash. But, like, um, I don't know. I'm into Gabriele Pachita. Yeah, and definitely. And just kind of seeing what he could do for a year or two. He can ball, man. Um, I've, I've, yeah. I've watched a couple like of his of his games, um, his highlight packages, his his interviews. S- super fun personality. Um, a lot of like you know shit talking and stuff that I love. Kind he, of Hazonia. Yeah, right? man. A little Hazonia. Yeah, his uh, he's got like kind of like okay hops. Like you know he could pop up on yeah. people and stuff. Um, he he plays really hard. He can really, really shoot the ball. Um, I think he's like six seven, isn't he? I mean, like you know, he's got yeah. like you know, really good size. He's young. Um, I, I wouldn't. I would be very happy to get him at forty seven. Um, it just it was just weird that like on this list that they have him down at like fifty six for some reason, which I think is crazy. 
Yeah, I would. I'd be super comfortable yeah. with him at forty-seven. What about you? Who's your guy at forty-seven? Um, well, I, I like I like him also. Um, if it wasn't him, I've been talking ear, ear off about JD Davidson for I don't know how yeah. long. Um, I, like I mean, like if he's there at forty-seven, um, I, I think he's he's you know. So to me, like if they could ideally bring back Tyus Jones and then take a JD Davidson at forty-seven. And, and let him learn from the from from Tyus, who who's the master of not turning the ball over, like that would be amazing. And, and then and then Tyus leaves after like you know two years, and, and, and then JD finally becomes your your next backup, you know, because like he was highly touted, you know, out of high school and stuff, highly recruited. He's he's very athletic. He's strong. He's got that Kyle Lowry dog in him. Um, you know, he, he just, his shot super inconsistent. And when his game is off, he looks like ass, like, and he just looks so bad. Uh, but you know, cause he yeah. just, he, his passes, uh, you know, he, he tries to thread the needle a lot, which, you know, he doesn't have that, that, that type of skill. So, I mean, like, I, I like, I, I get why he, he's lost a lot of buzz, but I, it's almost one of those things where it's like, you know, he, you know, he, he was great in high school, you know, so there's still, there's still a, a player out there, you know? I mean, like, I, I feel like, you know, he, he can still be good. I don't know, you know. No, totally agree. I'm into JD, plays hard, knows how to run an offense. Yeah. Uh, and, like, a really good athlete. So he would dunk a couple times, and it'd yes. be really fun watching yeah. that guy dunk. So, also, his hair's, yeah, his hair's great. Uh, I, I love his hair. The hair's great. Yeah. And also, part of my thing in the looking at the second round is like, okay, Who's the most fun in summer league? And JD Davidson would be very high on that list. That's very, very fair. Yeah, I mean, like yeah. his hair, and then like Zaire Williams' hair or whatever. It would just like be like <laughs> super fun, <laughs> be, be amazing. All right, guys, thank yeah. you so much for uh, for hanging out with us. Um, so Chip wants uh, Tari Eason, Jake Laravia, and Gabrielle. Bur- I can't say his last name. Prochita. yeah. Uh, and then I would be ecstatic if we got Dale and Terry, Bryce McGowans, and J.D. Davidson. Um, but it's like we said, I don't expect them to use all these picks. Um, I fully expect us to either trade up or trade back to get the exact guys. And the the, the real fun is going to happen um, when uh, you know <laughs> free agency happens and everything. That's going to be like really, really cool and exciting. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, see you all on draft night. We'll be doing a, a live watch party again um, to you know as it goes on. Hopefully, uh, YouTube doesn't... <laughs> Kick us off this time. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great time. I had a, yeah. I had a lot of fun. A lot I'm of fun. forward to doing it again, man. As, as, like I said, favorite time yeah. of the year. And, so uh, I'm, you I'm know, Frank, Frank should also be there. Um, and, and then hopefully going forward, we'll, we're, we're, I'm going to try and do at least one episode a month as opposed to there being like a whole seven months, you know, if it's not. And I then, like it. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and there was a nuts because the, the Grizzlies were awesome and we, we didn't talk about them at all. You know, it was so good. I know. So, all right, guys, thank you so much. Until next time.